We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Alexander, Dr. A. This is the award-winning Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. That is my newish, oldest friend, Carly Carden. And we're going to talk hoops. We're going to talk about Monty being upset after uh, a no-call on Monday night. And we're going to do it right after this sweet jam. Hello, everybody. Uh, Carly, this is interesting because usually this podcast could be called Dr. A and Friends, and it's usually somebody I've been friends with for like 20 years, 30 years that I have on here. Right. Uh, Today, I've got Carly Carden, and she came highly recommended from Bob Nastanovich, who is one of those friends I was speaking of. <laughs> but now that I've talked to her this morning, um, we figured out, or I figured out, that we have met before. We have talked hoops. Uh, but Carly, I hear that you know a lot about basketball, and you're fired up to uh, talk some fancy hoops with these people. Well, I... Um, uh... Thank you. <laughs> it's great to speak with you. Um, I know at least a little bit about basketball. Um, I'm definitely very enthusiastic about it. Love talking hoops. Um, love watching hoops. And um, much respect for, um, you know, you, Doc. Uh, a great person to talk with. Um, actually, before we before we kick off, I do have a question for you. Um and want to just congratulate you because, yeah, while you might not have remembered me, of course I remember you, um, award-winning uh, fantasy sports writer. And I know that coming up tomorrow is the big induction ceremony. Um, just want to congratulate you again because that's uh, mind-blowing, so cool, um, thrilled for you, much-deserved Um you know, recognition into the Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame. And for those of us like myself who do, um, you know, who are fans of not just hoops, but uh, but love to talk, love to talk hoops with, um, uh, you know, other fun folks. Could you tell us, for those of us who love the pop, how we could watch um, the ceremony is yeah. well. It's really not. It's really not going to be a ceremony so much. Okay. I, I didn't really know what it was going to be. I think okay. What it's going to be is fifteen minutes of Q and A with me and the guys Ooh. on the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Channel, which I think is eighty-seven. Uh, I don't have a subscription to that myself. I'm hoping they will package up whatever we do and send it to me, and I can share it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's I don't I don't even know the exact time it's happening yet. Um, okay, it'll be between one and three o'clock tomorrow on the Fancy Sports uh, channel on SiriusXM. But you know, it is uh, it is quite an honor. I am pretty fired up about it, and some of my friends around Delano are like, "Oh, I've never heard of the Fantasy Sports Writers Hall of Fame. I didn't know there was such a thing." But I, they also know that you know any Hall of Fame you get into is pretty pretty. Uh, 
as long as it's not for doing something gross, uh, it's pretty cool. So I, I'm pretty yeah, fired up about it. a Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, that's thrilling. And I'm pretty fired up about it. And and I do remember you, by the way. I, I did not forget all about you. you <laughs> our friend Bob did not mention to me that we had actually met before. So it, right, 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 right. Had he mentioned that, I think I may have uh, I may have done a better job with this whole thing. Anyway, thank you for the kind words. I'm I'm pretty psyched about it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, with with good reason too. They um, got a good one. <laughs> let's let's dive into uh, what happened. Well, let's dive into some of the stuff that's going on in fantasy hoops right now. Like fantasy, I, I got a call last night from a guy. Uh, I'm on this this app called Did It, and okay. people can call me and for like. I don't know. It's like a, a dollar a minute or a dollar every two minutes or something. They can talk to me on the phone and video and show me their team. And I can give them advice as to what to do with their team. And I, it's been very slow. I have not got, I've gotten a lot of messages, but then when you tell people they got to call and pay, they're like, well, I'm not doing that. I can just hit you on Twitter, whatever. And I'm sure. a sucker. I, I, I answer a lot of stuff on Twitter. I write a mail, mailbag on whatnot. But this dude, Max calls me last night and he's like, I'm in a dynasty league, dude. And I've got, Joel Embiid, and just I've got this crazy great trade offer on the table where a guy wants to give me all this stuff for Joel Embiid, but I just don't I don't want Embiid to come back before the season regular season ends and ruin my ruin my year. So, do you have any thoughts on if or when Joel Embiid is going to play again in the regular season? Ooh, um. It, I mean, it looks like I mean, we're not we're not doctors, like we we nobody knows. I I know that he wants to get back. Um, Of course. I know that. I, I mean, I know that. Nick Nurse wants to get Okay, out. let's go with this. If you had a fantasy basketball team, like do you think do you think Joel Embiid is gonna play before the playoffs? Yes or no? Yes, but not enough that it's gonna tank your season if you let go of him. So not enough that it's gonna help you. Not enough that it's gonna help you. No. Okay. And I'm I'm on the same boat there. I think uh, Embiid could come back with like a week left in the regular season. Exactly. And he may um, two weeks tops. He, I don't think it'll be two, but it could be. But I think it'll be like a week. I think he'll, he'll play like in three or four games. They'll try to get him at least a little ramped up for the for the playoff push. But I can't see them bringing him back early enough. That if you have him on your fantasy team, that he's going to help you win a championship. There is a chance if you if your league plays in that like last ten day window of the regular season, maybe right. he has a big game or two. But I just I don't see it. I mean, the the thing I'm I'm doing with him is just keeping him stashed on the injured list. Sure. And if he plays, I'll activate him. If he doesn't, I'll let him sit there, and it just is what it is. So. Um, but I don't think most, I think most fantasy owners that have Joel Embiid on their team aren't going to have to make a decision. You just leave them on your IR, but this kid, this kid had this big trade offer and, uh, it included like three draft picks and three players. And one of them was Jaron Jackson Jr. And I was like, uh, sort of need to do that because Joel Embiid is hurt every single year. Um, he's not as good as we think he is because he's, he's never, He's never going to play a full season. He did last year for the most part, but this year, this year and every other season, he just can't, he can't finish. And um, a lot of people in Philadelphia are like, do we really want to rest all of our future hopes on Joel Embiid who can never stay healthy? So I don't know. I think you got to look at it, you know, the same way from a fantasy perspective as well. I wholeheartedly agree that, um, you know, I mean, yeah, when you're a fancy GM, you've got to think like, you know, a regular GM um, and planning ahead for the future. And I, you're absolutely, I mean, Joel Embiid is, uh, you know, if he's healthy, he's hands down, you know, my 
would be my vote for MVP. Uh, oh, he was, he was the MVP till he and, went down. Uh, and and yeah, this season he it, it, he was, you know, as per usual, absolutely incredible. Um, even, I mean, even more so than last year. You know, I mean, did you steal Bob's rotowire hat? <laughs> no, I, um, I am borrowing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm borrowing it. To, okay. Okay. I was just checking. Did you <laughs> but, did you did you borrow his tumbler as well? But thanks for noticing. No, I did not. I'm actually um I'm drinking out of my uh Miami Heat uh bottle this morning. Big ass cup. But yeah, I got the, the my big water bottle. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so Trey Young is the other guy that's messing up all these fantasy managers right now because of Ooh. his finger surgery. Ooh. And you were there, you and Bob. Nastanovich were at the game on was it Sunday? Yes, Sunday. And Absolutely. Trey did not play. DeJounte kind of went off. Um be uh, tell me about your experience at the game briefly, <laughs> yeah, briefly. Sure. And then uh when do you think Trey is coming back? Because this one's a little easier because we know he's he's out a month, but right. it's it's still up in the air. Right. Um, the, well, the Hawks game, uh, was pretty terrific. Um, they look like a real basketball team now, uh, which is incredible. They play on both ends. I love seeing that. I am a huge DeJounte fan. Uh, always love to see him play. Have only caught maybe five, four or five home games this year. Uh, oh, one of which was the, November game uh, versus the Pacers that, you know, the record setting scoring game, which was, um, mm, yeah, which was, you know, awesome on every level. And that <laughs> we were actually joking about that um, in the first quarter that, cause it, you know, it started out so slow against the magic and uh, you know, uh, Paula Bancaro wasn't playing, obviously Trey wasn't playing. Um, so it seemed like might be, you know, kind of an interesting matchup, something, you know, I mean, they're arguably, you know, two teams, uh, best players, both out, um, started out slow, but turned into what was a, I mean, a great showing by the Hawks and a, a pretty good game overall, but, um, Jalen you know, Johnson's pretty good, isn't he? Jalen Johnson is pretty good. And, you know, I, I had not seen Kobe Bufkin play, um, in, you know, I had not seen him play in person until the other night, which I enjoyed seeing. He didn't do anything spectacular or even, you know, really remarkable. But uh, Bogey got him started, and then, wow, man, yeah, Jalen Johnson so great. So the crazy thing about Trey Young going down is usually when a superstar gets hurt, there's a guy that you want to run to the waiver wire and pick up that's going to fill in for that player. And with Trey young, there really isn't that guy. Maybe it's, it's bogey by Donovich. I, I think that's as close as you're going to get because DeJounte is just going to take over a point guard and everybody else kind of slides mm -hmm. in, but it, it is a weird, it is a weird thing when a, when a star gets hurt and there's nobody to pick up, but um, okay. So he's supposed to miss a month. He's coming back like mm -hmm. late March, early April. Mm -hmm. Um, do you foresee him making an impact uh, in those last two weeks? I I don't think the I, I don't think the Hawks have any intention of tanking. Um, I may I may be mistaken, but um, I think I, I I wouldn't get rid of him. I think he'll I think he'll put up. Um, well, I think, I think like it all depends on when your league ends because exactly, if, if exactly. If your league is over on March 31st or April 3rd, right. I think you can probably let Trey go. If your league goes through the end of the year, um, it, uh, the Hawks may not intentionally be ready to tank, but are <laughs> they going to make the playoffs? I mean, it's pretty close, and I don't know if they can do it without Trey. I mean, they're currently the number 10 seed you've got brooklyn mm -hmm. and toronto mm -hmm. uh coming behind them you've got the mm -hmm. bulls a couple games in front of them like mm -hmm. i i don't think and toronto's looking I think, good 
I think by the time Trey's out a month, the Hawks are going to be like, you know what? It's it's over. Because this year is a lost cause. Um, maybe well, they... You, you're in good battle. company with that. You're in good company with, with that opinion. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's lots of folks who believe that's exactly how it'll play out. Um, I think it very well may play out exactly like that, but I'm hoping for a slower trajectory to that point. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, really though, in reality, if the Hawks get in the play in tournament, they're going to get bounced in the first or second round. And then they're going to get a crappy draft pick as usual. And if, Right. I'd just rather <laughs> I would just rather they pack it in. I mean, we we don't have a Kongu, we don't have Trey. Um I I I just like watching Jalen play. I only went to one Hawks game this year and it was the uh it was the Luca Bonanza. Oh, oh, oh my what a great game. What a great game to to it, be it your one yeah, your one showing. That's fantastic. That it was, it, it was the right one to go to, I think. Oh man. Especially um, since I'm a Luca guy. <laughs> oh, oh well, who yeah, I I can't imagine how anyone wouldn't be. <laughs> um uh, what let's talk about that, oh go ahead, sorry. Uh, one thing interesting, the uh Bruno Fernando, mm-hmm. um he, you know, taking um a Congress spot, he he did a nice job. Yeah, I I was curious why Capella only played like 17 minutes in that game. Uh, I think probably just limiting his minutes because coming back from injury. Um, I think I think it was basically just an issue of managing his minutes. Then that it was... could be it could be Bruno Fernando season. Uh, yeah, I think it. Yeah, I think um, I think <laughs> it could be. Um, actually, <laughs> talking about the, the uh, handful of games that I uh, of Hawks games I've I may actually go. Um, we may try to catch the Jazz at Hawks tonight because, um, you know, just see if I can get any uh, cheapish tickets, um, you know, later this afternoon because I'm pretty big games for both teams and, you know, reality and fantasy. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jazz are interesting. They're... Um... They're right on the fence. They're eleven. They're three. They're three games behind the Warriors. Exactly. It's not looking good for them. Dallas is streaking. Kings are good. Lakers are. Bad. Lakers and Warriors are both better than the Jazz. Um, I feel like the Jazz are on the verge of like maybe starting to take it, take their foot off the gas, and and letting some guys play. But they're only three games cool? out of the play. I mean, getting some guys some nights off. Like Laurie Markin mm-hmm. is usually shut down by this point of the season. I can't figure out oh, yeah. what that team can't figure out what that team is doing with Walker Kessler and why he's not playing big minutes. Uh I am excited about Keontae George the rest of the way though, because he's they're gonna play him the rest of the way. So yeah, absolutely. And he, he's fun. It'd be fun to see him It'd be fun to see him play live. For sure. Another um it was it was really good to see um DeAndre Hunter you know back from injury in in good form and I do actually hope I hope that he continues that for the rest of the season if um you know I mean he'll be playing yeah but (laughs) I'm I'm in court that we need to get rid of one of those guys like Sadiq Bey or DeAndre Hunter needs to go I want to see Jalen all Jalen all the time I, uh, I all right. So Trey coming back, I, I don't think it really matters. I, I think um, I'm trying to have him removed from the Yahoo uh, do not cut list. I've talked to a couple of people. I don't know if that's been done or not yet, but uh, you know, in some fancy leagues, you can't cut. Uh, right. Super exactly. Sure. But once they get hurt, uh, we take them off that list. So I'm, sure. hopefully he gets taken off that list. Cause mm-hmm. You know, people need to have ro- roster flexibility at, at this time of year. So, um, let's, let's talk now. Let's try and make this quick because we yeah, only yeah. Got, let's go for it. We only got about we only got about forty five minutes for this whole thing. Uh, okay, okay. Jaron Jackson Jr. Memphis, uh, Desmond Bain gone, John Morant gone, 
the team is terrible. That game last night was they were they were horrific, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh Gigi Jackson was what did I say he was? One of 13. One mm-hmm. of 13 shooting. That's not good. Uh, is Jaron Jackson Jr. going to keep going out there and busting his butt for this team that is 20 and a half games out of first place? Um, seems utterly insane to me for them to, um, you know, keep him out there uh, playing hard in meaningless games. Uh... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Is that a yeah. yes? Is that a no? Is that a... <laughs> what, what is it? Is he going to continue to play? I, I, are I they going to shut him down? They should That's... shut him down. They should shut him down. Are they going to shut him down? However, you know... I, Not just yet, but I feel like at any at any point, uh, I I'm anticipating it. Of course, you know that's what I'm saying. I'm anticipating. Well, I mean, it. I've been I, saying he's going to get shut down for a while, and he, it hasn't happened yet. I'm a little surprised it hasn't happened yet. Um, I think it's coming. We, I think it's coming. We're I mean, we're then we're on exactly the same page. Yeah, I I, I think it's coming. Don't know when. It's already February twenty seventh. It's. I think it's going to happen by March 25th. And if I had to pick a date, I would go with March. March 17th sounds about right. March 17th is when a mysterious back injury is going to sideline Jaron Jackson Jr. That is my prediction. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've been telling people to trade Jaron Jackson Jr. now for a month. And he, it it hasn't really worked out. Um if you did it, unless you yeah, traded you, for somebody who's really good. Right. I mean, uh, well, obviously, Lamar Stevens, if you, you know, if you don't have uh, – pick him up if if that's an option. Um, you like Lamar he, Stevens. He's going to see – he's going to see some more playing time. Uh, well, he, he played well last night. Let's talk about that. He, 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 he did play the, well last night. He led the Grizzlies with 17 points. Mm-hmm. He hit eight out of nine field goals. Mm-hmm. Lamar Stevens. Um, yes. Now, generally, I would not go tell people to pick up Lamar Stevens. Generally, uh, but, I would not. I would not tell people to go pick up Lamar Stevens. But in this, it's a baller. <laughs> But in this in this um, 
silly season that we're getting mm-hmm. ready to run with. And the fact that Memphis is already running with a G League team. <laughs> yes, indeed they are. Like Lamar Stevens might make sense. I have not looked at his game log. I just know, I know he got hot last night and he played well last night, but you know, Gigi Jackson gets hot and plays well every other game as well. But then he, he does things like he does last night where he hits one of one of 13 shots or whatever. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Vince Williams was a great <sighs> call. I think to, to pick up for them. I, I just don't know. Agreed if Lamar Stevens is going to be the guy, Let, let's look at his game log. I need to pull that up because okay. if, if he's been doing this a lot, then I've been sleeping on him. Yeah. Double figures in four of his last five. So rebounds blocks. Yeah. Uh, and all in very limited minutes. If they shut down Jared Jackson Jr. Exactly. I'm with you, Carly. Exactly. Uh, Lamar Stevens will be a pickup. Exactly. Uh, someone to look at, you know. It, it's not a bad call. I, I like. Uh, right on. What else happened with the with that game last night? We had um, Lamar Stevens led the Grizzlies, and everybody else on the Grizzlies was terrible. Jaron Jackson Jr. hit two of 12 shots. Luke Kennard had 11 points. Gigi Jackson hit one of 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince and Zaire Williams didn't do anything. The Nets blew them out of the gym. Uh, interesting <laughs> note that Dennis Schroeder started over Ben Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. I think the big story from the Nets game was uh, Cam Thomas. Went Definitely Cam Thomas. Went down with a sprained right ankle. Had to be carried off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, they play three more games this week. They play five games next week. This is all very bad news for Cam Thomas and his managers. And as a Cam Thomas manager in a 30-team league, it's especially Ooh. especially painful. Oh, um, oh, oh. But Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith had 13 points and nine boards last night and is a guy, I think especially with that five-game week coming up, much like Lamar Stevens, who doesn't have a five-game week, but uh, Dorian mm-hmm. Finney-Smith is a sleeper, sleepy rebounder kind of forward to look Absolutely. to pick up right now. Absolutely. Um, Jakob Pertl got hurt last night. Yes, he did. He's the center for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And when I mentioned Kelly Olenek to Bob last week when Bob was on, he's like, mm-hmm. ah, I don't really care about Olenek. I don't, he, he doesn't move my needle. And sure enough, Olenek did not do anything for the rest of the week, which was fine. I mean, I, I don't think anyone was running out to pick Olenek up anyway, mm-hmm. but – uh, um, was true enough. He he actually did pick him up. <laughs> oh, he did. So now he's mad at me. Now no, 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 no. He's not mad at you. Oh yeah, I'm sure he is. But now that if Pirtle's down and Pirtle's going to miss time, then Olenek is going to play. Exactly. So that is something we need to keep an eye on. Um, we don't know. It could just be a day to day thing at this point. Um, I'm much much more worried about Cam Thomas's injury than I am Jakob Pirtle's. But uh, Olenek's just a guy to keep keep an eye on. And then um, props to Scotty Barnes, 21 oh, points, man. 12 boards, 12 assists, 5 blocks. Oh, I mean, man. that's stupid. Four then, triple uh, double. I mean, yeah, get out of here. Grady Fantastic. Dick. Grady Dick apparently plays well on Mondays. He had 18 points with four triples. I think he did that last Monday as well. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Before Bob and I were on, and both of us were like, "No, we're not falling. We're not falling for the Grady, the Grady Dick trap." But um, <laughs> that's not right. Like, whoa, 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 up, down. And then, all of-, of course, Pascal Siakam uh, played well against his former team, as as he we knew he would. Mm-hmm. And then this Benedict Matherin cat for the Pacers. I love. Oh man, I love his game so much, and he's been. Possibly the most frustrating fantasy player in the league this year because he mm-hmm. he does stuff like he did last night, which is 34 points, nine boards, five assists, um, two steals a block, and five three-pointers. 
But then he'll turn around the next game and have 12 points and three rebounds and one assist. And it's just like, why can't he do this consistently for a, for a team that scores so many points? And I don't really have an answer for it. It's just been frustrating. Same. It's, it's yeah, it's feast or famine on a team that, I mean, has a lot of feast. But he's, yeah, he's definitely, um, yeah, you can't expect consistent stats from him. You have not been able to. Uh, I thought when no, not this year. I thought when they sent Buddy Heald to Philly and Buddy Heald started going off in Philly that mm-hmm. uh, it was going to be a Matherin season. He was going to start right doing this all the time. And, and last night was awesome. Uh, I just hope it keeps going. Now, part of the reason he did well last night is probably because Tyrese Halberton took the night off uh, on two of eleven shooting with nine points, seven assists. That was not what I was looking for. My FanDuel lineup, that cost me money, whatever. Miles Turner's been playing really well. Had a big, really game, well. big game on Saturday or Sunday, one of those. And then he had 16-11 mm-hmm. with two blocks last night. So that was cool. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't know why Matherin can't do that every night. I, I think Matherin's going to be – a lot of people are going to pick him up after last night. And with, then yeah, gonna, with good reason for sure. Then he's going to score twelve points with three rebounds. So like, <laughs> why did I do that? Um, Zion Williamson is iffy for Tuesday due to left foot contusion. CJ McCollum is questionable with an ankle injury. Jose Alvarado is suspended. Um, those are all New Orleans Pelicans. So if all of them are out. Right. I, I guess it's Herb Jones and Jordan Hawkins and Larry Nance time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, um, actually, Larry, Larry Nance, he looked um, he looked good the other night against the Heat um, in the in the minutes that he got then. Um, so, you know, Larry Nance is another one of those guys. Like, yeah, oh. he's, he's an option who you know deserves a look. Oh, Larry Nance is going to play. I'm so excited about this. And then he doesn't mm-hmm. really do anything. And then, you know, Zion will be playing a game. And then all of a sudden, Larry Nance will have a good game. Like, just kind of all over the place. Jordan Hawkins totally. has kind of been there, too. Totally. Um, <clears throat> Herb Jones looked really good without um, CJ and Alvarado uh, on Sunday. I think it was Sunday night. Um, so, I'm kind of intrigued by Herb Jones. But was- he, he's already rostered. Most most of the places yeah, and mostly yeah, and mostly in CE. <clears throat> um, let's talk about that Knicks Pistons finish. Did you get to see Woo! that? Woo! Uh, yes, I did, and I, you know, what yes. is your date? Well, tell tell the people what happened. Well, um, it was what were there five seconds left? Josh, Josh Hart, well. DiVincenzo did what? He dove into Osir Thompson's leg. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it I it looked like a football game. It was it a like tackle. He was trying to take out his knees. Yeah. It was a tackle. It was a no call, and it was absolutely horrific. It was a horrific, horrific missed call. officiating. Yeah. It was really bad missed call. And then that ended up getting the ball into Jason Hart's hands, and he hit a kind of a hanging layup, fadeaway layup, uh, basically to win the game. And uh, Jason Hart went off last night. He had 23 points, eight boards, six assists, um, three three three-pointers, a steal and a block. And Monty Williams lost it in in the press conference. Um, He didn't lose it to the level that the Raptors coach lost it when he was talking about Scotty Barnes needing respect. Um, why even play the game? Why play the game? That that was my favorite uh, coach rant this year. But uh, this was pretty close because he basically just got up there and he was like, it's not fair. We've been fighting it all year. I'm sick of telling my guys totally. that I've done everything I can do, but it's not enough. And then the official after the game admits that he missed the call, which I don't know how he couldn't admit that because of everybody course. saw yeah. it. It was just, it was just, it was just stupid. I, I don't understand. Um, I understand giving the veterans and the good teams and the the people who have earned it a little leeway when it comes to that, but I don't 
Yeah, sure. When it I don't understand. He's totally disrespecting <laughs> these other guys. They're out there playing and trying to trying to get a job done. Absolutely. I when in that the post game, I was just like, oh, Monty Williams. Like they, yes, sir, yes, sir. That it was. That was wild. It was horrible. I'm so glad he spoke up for his players. And yeah, I mean, obviously the ref said I was wrong. Which, and then he just got up and walked away, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and said, yeah, that's all I have to say, because that that truly was all, all that needed to be said. So how did, how did the Kings lose at home to a Heat team missing Jimmy Butler Tyler Harrow, and Terry Rozier, and Josh Richardson. <laughs> well, you see... The, Miami also had a 20-point lead in that game, which they blew, and the Kings came all the, way, all the way back. And it looked like the Kings were set to take it. And then, uh, talk to me. I mean, wow. What what a game. What a, what a game. And on a Monday, no less. Uh, here's, here's a little secret. Um... The Heat, they really are that deep. They really are that deep. We saw, I mean, it's um, obviously Bam, another. Well, Jaime, Jaime Hawkins was the, the hero of that game. Jaime Hawkins was the hero <laughs> of that game. And um, as as you may recall from my preseason, uh, my, my preseason notes and texts, um, uh, I was so excited about the Heat drafting um, uh, about the Heat drafting Jaime Hawkins. I was a huge fan of his at UCLA. He's just you know crazy, crazy fundamentals, super high motor guy, and just you know clearly someone who impacts winning. Um, so I've been high on him for years and I'm thrilled that he is, you know, doing his thing in the NBA, like on a trajectory that even I being, you know, a huge fan of his um, could not have projected uh, what a game he had last night and DeLon Wright as well, you know, the um, new pickup, it was fantastic. I mean, how many, between well, them, what, like eight I mean, steals? Delon had 13 <laughs> points, five assists, and a couple steals on a block. And then Hawkes, mm -hmm. uh, Hawkes is just, he's just blown me away all year because he doesn't look like a rookie. And you can tell the players and coach um, uh, Spoolstra loves Hawkes. He's such Absolutely. a big piece of what they do. He hit so many clutch shots last night. He was 12 of 17. Um and then Kevin Love comes off the bench for 15 and minutes. Third quarter. Holy 19 cow. points and seven boards, which uh, that was weird. Um, and, and Duncan Robinson, who was supposed to go off because Jimmy and Rogier and Hero were all out, hits one of 11 shots, and yet they still win, and he has 11 assists. So 11 so, assists. Yeah, exactly. Just a weird, a weird point, night. Point in Duncan. We love it. We absolutely love it. They, um, I mean, wow, the Heat, what a, it's strange that um, the in the course of their season, I mean, the January slump was, uh, you know, that it coincided with, uh, with an injury of a rookie, you know, but that they did, they had a, I mean, that slump did coincide with, um, with Jaime's groin injury and, I, he's back, you know, and it looks like they're back. What they're on a, I guess, seven game. Uh, they've won five. I, yeah, I think that. I think that was their fourth straight win. Okay. Um, but yeah, and and I I think I I wish we could see Jaime Jaquez out there without Jimmy Butler and without Terry Rozier all the time because I think. And without um, Tyler here. <laughs> if that was the case, I think we we would have another another guy fighting for this rookie of the year with uh, with Wembenyama. Oh, absolutely. Like I mean, yeah. Uh, he has no chance with Wemby and and Holmgren doing what they're doing. I'm not sure anyone has a chance uh over Wemby at this point, but Wemby's sure. sort of 
taken off in the last couple weeks. So hopefully they just keep playing him. For the Kings last night, Sabonis had another ho-hum triple-double. It was like mm-hmm. 90th of the season or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. It wasn't really 90, but uh, look, uh, Murray, Lamont Murray, oh, not Lamont Murray, Lord, Keegan Murray, looked really good. Uh, Keegan 10, Murray looked really good. 10 of 14 shots, 28 points, six triples, three steals, two blocks. I mean, that's a line. And then... Uh, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox played pretty well. Seven turnovers was kind of a killer, but uh, mm-hmm. Malik Monk, Malik Monk was a little too quiet uh, last night for my life. Yeah, surprisingly so. Um, if you guys are out there, and there are some of you out there, I can see you, and want to ask a question of me or us, feel free to throw it in the comments. We'll dive in there and get to it. Um, let me backtrack here and figure out what I forgot. Scoot Henderson is driving me nuts right now. Um, he's missed three games in a row. He's got an adductor. He's not going to play tonight. Um, he might play on Friday. I'm just like, do I drop him? Do I keep him? I, I, I think I dropped him finally last night and just picked somebody else up. Because I don't have time to sit around and wait for marginal players to come back and finally grace my team for one or two games a week. So I cut Scoot Henderson. I feel pretty good about it. What do you think about that? I love it, Doc. <laughs> Great call. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it too. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons? Oh. Um, just in general. The first word that comes to my mind is just, fraught <laughs> like like i'm glad he's not on my roster um i he certainly can play basketball well um i don't he can play basketball well <laughs> yeah yeah he can um, play basketball well but uh can he I, I, I mean have we seen it do we know that is still yeah I, i'll say he he can play basketball well, but I wouldn't necessarily um, want to rely on him to do that. Well, my take on Ben Simmons is he wanted to be the number one draft pick. He was the number one draft pick, and he right. just sort of stopped trying at that point. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what is going on. I, even now with his new team and everything, I mean – the fact that we're starting Dennis Schroeder and letting Dennis Schroeder go off for 18 points, five assists, and you've got Ben Simmons out there doing his single triple thing. Mm-hmm. Like it just it's weird. Triple single. It's I just I'm not taking the bait. Now in the Nets do play five yeah. games next week, which is in fantasy is a big deal. Of course, yeah. Um but even then, <laughs> I mean, if Ben Simmons plays in three of those games, it'll be a minor mm-hmm. miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Matt Carmody says that he does not believe Joel Embiid is coming back in time to be fantasy relevant. Yeah. I think Carly and I are with you on that, mm-hmm. Matt. That is a good call. Um, Christian says, should I trade away Anthony Simons? Do you think he will get shut down? Now, that's good interesting. Question. That's interesting because that he plays for the Blazers. And mm-hmm. Scoot is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, our guy Malcolm Brogdon is out without a timetable to return. Right. So the only guy they have to play point guard, I guess, is what Anthony Simons is doing, uh, is Anthony Simons right now. And that makes me a little leery to trade away Anthony Simons. Um, Card, do you have any thoughts on Anthony Simons? I I wouldn't trade him away. That's okay. I mean that if you're asking me just straight up yes or no, like no, I would not trade him away. Okay. Well, looking at the Portland depth chart, mm-hmm. we've got Scoot Henderson out, Malcolm Brogdon out. Anthony Simons in like he's literally the only guy unless they want to play this cat named Delano Banton, which I don't <laughs> think anybody's really 
like counting on that happening. Uh, well, I mean, that'll happen down the stretch because Portland's going to be tanking and sure. silly seasoning it up just as much as anybody because they have what like 15 wins uh, on the season. But I think you hang on to Simons at least until Scoot is back. Maybe Scoot comes back on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm okay with it. But as of now, they have nobody else to play except for Simons. So I think um, I think I'm hanging on for, to Simons until I either see Scoot or Brogdon back on the court. But then yeah, again, yeah, they made the they may just cash it all in and just play five big men the rest of the way because it really doesn't matter. Um, what else we got? Mm-hmm. Anybody else got a question? Anybody got anything? Um, anything else we need to talk about? There's a lot of games happening tonight. Um, in fact, yes, we, have a, we have a full slate of NBA action coming at us. On Tuesday night, and it's actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven games. So twenty-two teams in action. You got Luca at Cleveland. You've got the Jazz at Atlanta, and maybe you and Bobby will be at that game. Sixers at Boston is a big one. That is on TNT big, at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Wimby against Ant-Man in Minnesota. That will be fun. You've got the other big one, I guess, is Houston at Oklahoma City, but it ain't that big. Uh, Oklahoma City's good. Houston's okay. Oklahoma Mm -hmm. City should roll them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City's so fun to watch on TV, though. I love watching SGA at home run and um, Josh Giddey and that whole scene. Jalen Williams? Oh, Um, man. Jalen's awesome. Lo- oh. Yeah, I love him. Questions are rolling in. Let's try a couple other ones here. Michael Chang, the famous tennis player from back in my day. Um, thoughts on Kelly Olenek after the Pirtle injury? Yep, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kelly Olenek's going to be a thing if Pirtle misses games. Olenek, mm-hmm. Olenek's good. He hits threes. He rebounds. He scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can block a shot. I don't know these like a, a run, don't walk, add to your roster right now, but he's at least a guy where if Portal's going to miss four games, you know that uh, Kelly Olenek's going to come through and do something. Uh, we have not talked about Jordan Poole today. No. Literally the most disappointing player in the league, in my opinion, Ooh, for this season. Yeah. Um, Jordan Poole production off the bench. Is it fake? Will he get shut down? That's from when you are ready. Uh, I don't even know at this point, dude. I've I'd sort of written Jordan Poole off. But I have noticed he's had a 30-point game here. He's had a 25-point game there. He's like playing better. Um, I he sits in one of my dynasty rosters somewhere doing something, but Man, what a horrible year, horrible year he's had. Um, I was one of those idiots that thought Jordan Poole had a chance to lead the league in scoring. That's how, that's how dumb, that's how dumb I am. Wow. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Jordan Poole? 31, 21, 18, 19. What those are the last four games. <laughs> last four games. Uh, good. I mean, those numbers look great. I, I try to, yeah, I mean, I would, I try to avoid Jordan Poole just as a matter (laughs) of principle. (laughs) I, uh, those, those numbers sound great. I would love, um, you know, I would love to have those numbers. Um, well, he got helped last game because Koulibaly, they've started Koulibaly in front of him. Koulibaly got hurt. So then Jordan Poole played 38 minutes, scored 31 points. But even before that, um, he's been getting minutes in the 30s. I, I don't understand why Washington is Washington has nine wins this season. These minutes of these guys are Marvin Bagley gets 33 minutes. Kyle Kuzo gets 39. Tyus Jones, 35. Landry Schmidt, 37. Uh, Jordan Poole, 38. Like, and, and they lost by nine points. Like, I don't understand why we are 
like why they haven't just shut that whole team down and just made it one big silly season. Bananas. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they haven't shut that team down either. Nine wins. Um, so yeah, when you're ready, it's it seems fake, and it, but it I I don't know I don't know what they're doing. And uh, Kulabali getting hurt really helped uh, Jordan Poole in that last one. But I don't know if um, I don't know if Washington is going to shut guys down or not. I, I they have to at some point. So, yeah, I mean, this may be the ultimate sell-high moment on Jordan Poole that we've seen uh, in the history of Jordan Poole's career. So, um, with that, <laughs> with that, we are at the end of our time. I need to go pro- – oh, no, we're going to do one more When You Ready. When You Ready's got a Hartenstein. I always like talking about Hartenstein. Oh, so, right on. Uh, Hartenstein got dropped on the waivers. 14-team. Um, oh, Wendell Carter Jr. Would you drop Wendell Carter Jr. to pick up Hartenstein? Um, when you are ready, uh, I think I would do that. I would rather have Hartenstein. Carly, your thoughts? I love Hartenstein. I'm looking. I just think Hartenstein with with um, with what's going on with uh, New York, how many minutes mm-hmm. their guys get every night. Um, we're not afraid to run a New York Nick into the ground and break his body because that's absolutely that's what we do. That's what Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau does. So uh, I kind of like the Hartenstein aspect of this. Now he didn't, he didn't go off last night, but he put up some, you know, decent fantasy stats. Um, but I, I do like the season that Hartenstein's had. And I think uh, I'd rather have him than, than Wendell Carter Jr. Agreed. Solid, uh, exciting. Yeah. That solid move. Okay. With that, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast is coming to an end. I will be back on Thursday with Rick Kamla, some more regular programming. We will be back next Tuesday with a, another special guest. I don't know who that will be yet. Actually, I do know who it'll be. It's my man, the K-Train, Ken Kreitz. He'll be back in action next Tuesday, so we'll see you then. Carly, thank you so much for joining me. It was good to hang out. And, Absolutely. Uh, reconnect. Yes, great to see you. And again, congratulations. And I hope you guys have a great time um, tomorrow. Chatting um, it up. Chat it up. Yes, I'll look forward to. I'll look forward to catching that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the kind words, and uh, thank you all for checking us out. And I will see you on Thursday. Bye bye. Right on. So long, Doc. <clears throat> Okay, I think we...